What is up, guys, and welcome back to another episode of Official Visit, the podcast about college baseball recruiting by players for players. I'm Jared Penniman here with Joe Jimenez, and you guys know what we do. Got to give a huge shout out to Coop, Chin Music Designs, Bat Knob Decals. Guys, boring bats are old, it's lame. Things are changing. Spice up your bats. Whether you want an emoji, whether you want a saying, whether you want a picture of your hometown, put it on your bat knob, guys. Fully customizable. Check out the show notes for a discount for our listeners. Joe, who do we have on the pod today? Today's episode, guys, we have Anthony Galati. Um, you'll hear me refer to him just as Galati. I mean, that's just what I've called him. That's what I called him um, when we played together in the Northwoods for the Thunder Bay Border Cats. But uh, Anthony has, or Galati has quite a, quite a story. Um, coming from Sparks, Nevada, right outside in, uh, of Reno. Um, he, he first started at Centenary College, which was a Division three in Louisiana. Uh, went home, went to Sac City um, in Sacramento before finally transferring to Radford University um, in Virginia. Guys, uh, this, one, this one's packed with, with a, lot of, a lot of valuable information. Um, Galati really gets into, into his decision-making and and he had a very interesting process in terms of like what he was looking for and, and, and how he would narrow down his schools, guys. So um, be sure to let us know if you like it. Um, check us out on Instagram. Check us out on Twitter. Um, email us with any questions. Um, I don't think I'm forgetting anything, Jared, right? No, sir. All right. So let's go. Galati, thanks for coming on, man. How you doing? Oh, good. Thank you for having me. Of course. Um, So we started it last week with Will, and we'll keep it going. Gladi, can you talk about your favorite memory um, from Sac City and, you know, maybe another favorite memory from Radford that you've had so far? All right. My favorite memory from Sac City was my sophomore year. Um, We made it to the Final Four, which is a really big deal in junior college baseball in California. And we were in a 16 inning game. It was double elimination and we lost the first one. So we're in a 16 inning game with San Joaquin Delta. Mm -hmm. And I get up in the 15th inning to lead off the inning and it's tied. I think it's like seven, seven or something like that. And I hit a ball into the left center gap. The center fielder dives for it. It goes behind him. So I'm running and I hit second base and I look back and he picks up the ball and drops it again. So in my mind, it was, we were the home team. So it was the bottom of the 15th. So in my mind, I'm like, I'm hitting a walk off inside the Parker home run right now. <laughs> and so I'm hitting third and I see the coach um, with his hands up like that. And I, I've already had it in my head that I'm, I'm going to win the game. So I, just completely blow through the stop sign and um, I see the catcher go to go catch the ball and it kind of took him into the duck like closer to the dugout and so I try to cut inside and I tripped and fell flat on my face probably five steps before the plate (sighs) and he just walks over tags me and uh, yeah but we ended up winning in the next inning so it wasn't as bad. <laughs> that could have been the greatest walk-off ever. Would you have been oh. safe if you didn't fall? 
Yeah, if I didn't fall, I definitely would have been safe. But <sighs> I mean, it, it it makes for a better story. I think it's a better story now that I didn't score, just because it's so much funnier. And it was all <laughs> on YouTube, so I have video evidence of it. We might have to we might have to check that. we might have to post that this week, Jerry. Yeah, that oh, might be that's... that might be in the show description for everybody listening. <laughs> if you want to check that out, go go oh, check the absolutely. show notes. Oh, that's hilarious. Um, and then my favorite memory of Radford so far. Um, I mean, obviously last year season cut short, so we only played 17 games, but we were playing down at Mercer. And that's where Kyle Lewis played. Now he's mm-hmm. a stud for the Mariners. And game three, we're up by one. I think it's the seventh inning. And first pitch, bomb, hit over me in right field. And I'm, I'm looking at it. I'm like, oh, I think I can catch this one. And so I get up to the wall, and I jump up, and I rob the home run. And our center fielder's just going crazy. Everyone's going crazy. But w- what made it so much better was that there were people heckling me the whole weekend behind right field, just telling me like, Oh, blah, blah, blah. You're so bad. Like blah, blah, blah. And so I catch the ball and I kind of give them the Connor McGregor, like, (laughs) and they didn't say any, anything the rest of the game. So that was probably the best memory there. That's those are two solid memories. Yeah. (laughs) Just cut it right there. That's awesome. (laughs) Um, God, no, those those are great memories. Um, just kind of gives everyone a little taste of what college baseball is about. <laughs> the, good and the, the good and the bad. The good and the bad. Oh, yeah. Two opposite sides of the spectrum yeah. right there. Yeah. Uh, awesome. Gladi, we'll, we'll start getting into your recruiting process now. Um, I mean, first question is, when did you know you wanted to play college ball? And when were you just like, yeah, I, you know, I can, I can do this and I'm going to put a lot of my energy into it now. Very early. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad played division one at the university of Nevada, Reno. Mm-hmm. So just hearing his stories and just being around the game, I always knew like if I could go to college and get a scholarship to one help my parents out because they've sacrificed so much for me to play the game Um, all the long weekends you know driving me everywhere I knew that would have been that would have been awesome and I also just wanted to play with the best of the best so Mm -hmm. I just always like I I always knew I wanted to play college baseball. Anthony what we we've had a few people on um, from Vegas and and you're from basically the Reno area up in Sparks. And we've, we've talked a lot about how recruiting is down in Vegas, but I'm actually not familiar with travel teams, scout teams, just kind of what is popular up North. So give us a little bit of insight into what you did, whether it was showcases, tournaments, travel teams, what, what kind of process did you go through to get seen? So Reno is a little rough with recruiting just because the weather does get pretty cold um, Mm -hmm. in the fall and the winter. So I played with the high school team um, in the summer and then in the spring, obviously. And in the fall, I played for various travel teams, but we would always have to go down to, I mean, Fresno or 
Southern California just to get games in. And it's tough just because it's long weekends. Um, it's actually something I wish, not, not that I wish I didn't do it, just I think there's a better plan now that I am, you know, older and kind of looked back on it. I wish that I would have played in the spring and in the summer when I could have played, but in the fall and the winter when it does get colder and um, when you do have to drive down to six, seven hours to get some games on the weekend, I wish I would have stayed home home and I wish I would have invested in like a trainer and just would have watched my diet, would have got bigger, would have got stronger and just tried to develop tools. I wish I would have known that I wouldn't have always had to play just to try to get seen. Yeah. And that's something we've talked about a ton. I mean, over the last however many episodes we've done now. Um, But I specifically remember our buddy, Nick Garcia saying that. And he was just like, you know, I don't think showcases are necessarily right for everyone because not everyone's ready to be showcased. Mm -hmm. I think that's kind of what you're touching on there. Um, But I guess what made you realize that, Gladi? Was it just kind of seeing that to even get to the next level? It's like, if you're not hitting the ball hard enough, it just won't happen no matter how many games you play. Like, it sounds so simple, but is it, is it just something like that? Yeah, it's it's also looking at incoming freshmen, and especially at the D1 level where you're playing against starting freshmen, and you're like, okay, they're pretty good. They're 6'1", yeah. you know, 195, and they're a freshman. And I was 5'9", maybe 160 out of the pool. Like, um <laughs> I wish that, (laughs) like everyone has speed in high school. You know, you always have one tool in high school if you're if you're a good player. I just wish that I would have said, let me get to 185, and let me just try to keep banging balls off the wall, and you know, get stronger and get bigger. So then you can develop those tools, and then when you actually do go out and play, you have something to show off. Did did you have the that realization when you got to Radford because you got to see a four year program and you got to see what Division One freshmen looked like, or did you kind of have that realization when you got to JUCO? You could lift, you could get bigger, you could get stronger, you could develop. Um, and do you think you realized that because you went that that JUCO route? Yeah, I think it's a little bit of both because when I went to Sac City. Um, I saw a bunch of kids that redshirted one year and I saw what the redshirt year did for them, just got them so much bigger, so much stronger, Mm -hmm. um, and just so much refined with their tools. And I was like, I don't understand why people are doing this in the redshirt year. We could all be doing that junior and senior years of high school. And then also getting to a four year where you're seeing how much of a job it is and how so I don't even know how to explain (laughs) it just every little thing is controlled based on your success in the future so when you come in as a freshman they know that you already have a four-year plan people have a four-year plan for you already and I just I think you could get so much better if you start that four-year plan two, three years earlier. 100%. And I think that's 
hands down the biggest issue with, with social media right now. It's because all these kids are saying, I need to go out and, and get looked at. And, and it's like an easy trap to fall into. I think it was Eric Sim who kind of Juco, Juco King, whatever, whatever his nickname yeah. is. Um, just an absolute legend on Twitter. But he was the one who said um, what you kind of said at the beginning of instead of investing in all these showcases, how about I invest in good in like eating steaks, like lifting big, big trainer. Um, and I think that was the first time I really heard of that. Um, whereas so, something I like kind of subconsciously knew uh, being around, you know, a college baseball program for four years, but also um, seeing like great talent just kind of what you said, like seeing a 6'1", 195 freshman. And I'm like, man, that's – what if I was that size as a freshman, you know, like where would I oh, be? Oh, yeah. yeah. It's just um, tall learning process. But, um, Gladi, what went into your decision to go to Sac City? Was it – was the history of how winning of a program – or like just being a winning program, did that have a lot to do with it? Yeah. So when I first went on my visit to Sac City, they took you through the locker room. And the first thing on the wall of the locker room is all of the major leaguers that came from Sac City. And when I walked in there, it was 42. Now it's 43. Um, and that really catches your eye because you're like, wow, uh, storied programs, yeah. so much history. Um, and then you start looking deeper into it and you look at how many kids they get to the four-year level and how many kids they have playing professional. Um, I think there was, I want to say 200 plus professional players. And I mean, if you want to play professional baseball, those numbers are insane. Yeah. Like you, you can't, you can't not do that if you want to play professional baseball. So yeah, it, it was there's a lot about the history and just their ability to move people on. And did, did you have kind of a perception of what junior college baseball was going to be or what it would do for you going into looking at junior colleges? So, gosh, I feel so bad talking about how good JUCOs are because when I was in high school, I, did not want to go junior college at all. Um, I had multiple JUCOs that called me, texted me, and honestly, I was a jerk. I just didn't text them back. I did not want to go JUCO because I always heard about the stereotype of junior college baseball being like kids throwing 75, um, just not good baseball. And so originally out of high school, I only had two offers, um, Willamette University and then Centenary College of Louisiana I took Centenary College of Louisiana and then I just didn't like it after the first semester so I came back and after talking to some kids there that went JUCO um, I was like wow that sounds awesome and so when I did end up going JUCO it completely changed my mind like if I would have known what I knew about JUCO now I would have 100% went JUCO out of, out of high school there's no doubt in my mind Claudia, I just completely forgot about the fall at Centenary. I I completely forgot about that. Wow, yeah, fellow D three grinder. Yeah, I I mean <laughs> join the club, I, baby. <laughs> I completely forgot about that. Well, I mean, we'll go into that now. I mean, was it just 
you know, obviously we don't want to, was it just not the right fit for you at the time? Like kind of too far away from home. Um, yeah. And um, just better opportunities elsewhere. Yeah. I think I kind of let baseball cloud my mind when making the decision. Mm-hmm. Um, when I went on the visit, it's just a really small campus. I think it's like 550 to 600 students. So, I mean, extremely small school. Yeah. And I was like, well, I can do it. In the back of my mind, I'm like, there's no way I can do this. My high school is bigger. Um, yeah. Like, I, I'm not going to enjoy it here. But I was like, well, I'm always going to be at the field. I'm always just going to be with the baseball guys. And, you know, I'm not going to have to worry about the, the regular school right where you spend most of your time at (laughs) and so it just really wasn't the the right fit and i'm a west coast guy i'm I'm not a louisiana guy yeah it's just not for me as as you're in virginia right now yeah exactly (laughs) but But, i mean i'm i sorry joe um hold on hold on real quick jared and i mean sorry sorry but i we jared remember when we played centenary it's 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 a hell of a baseball program. Oh, absolutely. Um, but I think Anthony or Glotty, Anthony Glotty, I keep <laughs> calling you Glotty, but what you're saying is it's not just baseball. Like you cannot just look at baseball because the absolutely. whole school aspect is still so important. And I think that's really important for people to understand. Um, so, yeah, sorry. Go ahead, Jared. What well, I was kind of going to talk on the same thing because I mean, talking with you now, um, it doesn't seem like at the time you were wild about your two like quote unquote opportunities. Right. And it seemed like you settled for what you thought might've been better, whether it was solely the baseball program. Cause again, Centenary is a great program. So it was Willamette. Um, but when you kind of have to settle and there's not that right fit, right. It's almost like where else could you have gone? And then you, think about how many doors you may have shut because you didn't want to go the junior college route. And it's just so important to not shut off too many doors right away. But I think it's important too, to, to know exactly what you want in your, whether it be your college, just as a student experience, but also um, from an athletic point of view, do you think that if you had kind of created what you wanted, the whole process would have gone differently from day one? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I wish I would have talked to more people. Um, I think if I would have asked more questions to fellow athletes, um, people that were in college already, or even if I just asked more questions to my parents, because like my dad, I said he played um, Division One baseball. I wish I would have just had a more refined plan on what I wanted in a school and the baseball program. Because when I was looking at schools, I'm like, it's baseball or bust. Like this is, this is all I'm going there for. And that's just, that's not going to work out in the end. I mean, it didn't work out in the end for me. And I think that's another reason that the junior college route is so much, it's just so good for people because like me, I didn't get the opportunities that I wanted or that I thought I should have got out of high school. And I essentially settled for something and then 
transferred back home in the fall, took off the spring semester. So I, I lost a year of development. I lost a year of eligibility right there. And if I would have known like, hey, I don't, I don't think this is a good fit for me. Let me just go to a JUCO and let me see what else is out there and let them like develop me and get me to a place that I want to be. I mean, there's a whole nother year of development. And I think that's where junior college route is just is so good. Hey guys, cutting in real quick, hyped apparel. I mean, it speaks for itself, guys. We both Joe and I have got some some great products from Zact over at Hyped, whether it be shirts, shorts, joggers, hats, guys, they got it all for whatever you're trying to sweat. And they're giving us a, a discount code in the show notes. So go check that out. Go check out Hyped Apparel. Guys, what gets you hyped? Let's get back to the episode. Claudia, so when did the when did your thoughts change on JUCOs? Um, were, was it when you were at home and you're just like, okay, what do I do next? And it's like, okay, you know, I'll check out some of the best JUCOs. Was that just kind of it? And then once you visited Sac City and saw the success, were you just like, okay, like this isn't what I thought it was? Or was it something yeah, it, more? It was a mix with that. And I had a buddy at um, Centenary and his name was Scott Dwyer. And he played at Feather River College, another really good JUCO in Quincy, California. Um, and he was just telling me, he would tell me stories about how much fun they had and just playing baseball. You know, he really found the love of the game because when I was at Centenary, I just, I kind of lost the love for the game. Um, I didn't realize how much of a task and priority college baseball was. I didn't realize that like how much of a, a job it is. It really is a job. Mm-hmm. And so I just lost the love of the game. And after hearing stories about him telling me how much he loved the game because of him playing at that JUCO. So then I started looking into him when I knew I was going to transfer and I'm looking at these schools. I'm like, Oh my gosh, these schools are good. Um, they got good players. They're sending kids to really good schools and they got a bunch of good opportunities. And so when I went home, start talking to my parents and I'm like, I just need to find the love of the game again. And so I, I just emailed every California JUCO, every single one. And I was like, I, I want to come visit. Um, like, I think this is the right path for me. So a mix between the two. And so then you, again, like we said, you go to Sac City and then you have to do the whole recruitment process over again. What did you know you wanted to do differently the second time around? I had so many more questions. Um, It was the second time around, I was really just persistent. And at the end of the day, it was like my career. So if I was talking to a coach, I wasn't afraid to ask any questions because it's my career. And if if he doesn't want to answer the question, then I mean, like, obviously he doesn't want me. So if, if he's not going to be truthful to me, then like, that's just not somewhere I want to go. So really just diving into the questions of um, like, what's your style of play? How do you develop players? Even though I'm a Juco kid, how am I still going to get developed? Because I still want to be developed. Um, just, just all those questions. And Radford checked all those boxes, huh? I mean, was oh, it, was it, 
was it kind of an easy decision? Because I remember when we were in Thunder Bay and what was it? You got off the bus at Duluth and then hopped on a yeah. flight out there. I think that's what I remember. But um, did did it, it just check all the boxes relative to the other schools you were you were talking to? Like what made it yeah. feel at home? Like was it was it the visit? Oh, the visit was awesome because also let me let me go before the visit I think what really made me just feel good about it was how much they wanted me Um, you can tell when you're wanted and you can tell when you're not and I'll tell you that firsthand because I've had schools call me and then call me a week later and say oh you know like we're still interested like yeah we'll see (laughs) but um Radford (laughs) had multiple coaches calling me every single day um just texting me and when I came on the visit honestly just seeing the school and seeing what like a big school looks like being like oh I could play here that was really cool um like right out right out of the gate and then when I was talking to all the coaches just talking about hitting philosophy um and the head coach was the one who initially, I didn't even have to ask the question, but he initially brought up and he said, you know, like, we're going to continue to develop players. Like, we don't care if you're a freshman or a senior. Um, like, our path is to get, or our plan is to get you guys out of here and, like, to get you signed. Um, and that was just pretty much all I needed to know. And then we filled in the other boxes here and there, but that was my biggest thing. I think I think my favorite part about each episode is hearing what goes into everybody's quote unquote fit story, right? Um, we've had a lot of guys talk about the campus. We've had a lot of guys talk about the location. We've also had a lot of guys talk about how wanted they felt, um, which is your case. And I don't know. It's just it's so funny because we always talk about how you can't define fit. You just know it when it happens. Um, but I am curious because Radford is a, is a bigger school, obviously, than Centenary was, for sure. Um, but for those of you that don't know, Radford is not a large area. It's a very small town feel. Um, and we already talked about how you're, you're a big West Coast kid. Um, and you're from the Reno area, which is a bigger area, probably definitely bigger than the Radford area is. So what, what was that initial visit like? Because it seems like you fell in love with it right away. Yeah, it was, it was weird because I had to fly into Roanoke, Virginia, and then it's about a 45, 50 minute drive to Radford and I mean, it, it's just, it's on Highway 81 and just trees everywhere, windy road. So it, it was weird. It was a shock. Um, and I knew it was a small town coming into it, but there's some bigger cities around it. So like Blacksburg, that's where Virginia Tech is, is only 20 minutes away. And then there's mm-hmm. another bigger city called Christiansburg. So it was interesting. Um, and I was only here for two days and it was in the middle of the summer. So there was no one on campus. Um, so I didn't really know what it was going to look like with people here. And my first couple months was definitely a shock. Um, it's just a college town really. 
like you'll always see people walking around um all the apartments pretty much everyone lives right by each other so we have really big apartment complexes and i mean you'll always see people walking around um and so i mean yeah it is a smaller town but there's other stuff around it that we can go mm -hmm. to if we need to get away from it awesome Gladi, how was the adjustment going from the academics at Sac City to going to a four-year and, and, and getting your degree? Yeah, that's that was interesting. Because, <laughs> uh, no knock against junior college, but honestly, you, you, you could show up and get a B. You just had to put in very little effort and you could get an A. Obviously, there's classes that are that are a little more hard and stuff but getting your gen eds are are pretty easy um and coming in where i've always been like a smart kid um always got a's and stuff and so kind of juco never really was was tough on me yeah i'd have to write a paper here and there and do a test that's hard but i mean it was, it was really nothing it was just baseball and then coming here where now you have an increased level of baseball and more things that go along with baseball. Um, and then also a way more, way more demand in the classroom and where you have to study all the time. You have to keep track of stuff. Um, yeah, it was, it was interesting. And especially now because I'm getting into all my uh, capstone classes and so we got real big projects and especially during the season, um, it definitely takes a toll and you have to be very proactive and stuff. So if you don't have a game on Tuesday and you don't have class, you got to make sure that you're doing that project that's due in three weeks because you can't let that thing go because you have a weekend series when it's due. Yeah. So, I mean, it was definitely a bigger step. <laughs> We're, were those, were those some of the questions that you asked also um, coming from junior college was trying to get a feel for the academics um, and stuff like that after coming from junior college and seeing how the academics were um, at a higher level institution after high school? Yeah, so I, I, I made sure that I asked um, like what resources were available because I knew it was going to be harder. Um, I mean, it's a four-year it's a four-year school. Like, it's you're going to get a, a major degree. It's going mm -hmm. to be harder. So, I knew that being an athlete was going to be tough with the schoolwork demand. So, made sure to ask um, what the resources were. Do we have study hall? Um, what do I need to do? And we have multiple academic counselor or athletic counselors um, that work with the academic counselors. We have study hall rooms um, with mandatory study hall hours and there's tutoring available. It's just, there was a lot of stuff that was, that was helpful if you want to use it. And that's, that's the key is that stuff's available anywhere. You just have to be willing to use it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Gladi, I mean, you gave some great insight into, I mean, I, I apologize for, for completely forgetting the whole centenary thing. I remember you <laughs> telling me that two years ago. That was, that was a crazy story. But um, going into that, Sac City, 
Radford. I think this was a really valuable episode and, and valuable in the sense that you talk to, I mean, I think easily the biggest part of this podcast, I don't know if you'd agree, Jared, is, is the idea of, of taking control of your career, but doing that so by asking questions. I mm-hmm. absolutely love that part. Um, Bukalati, thanks again, man. Um, can't wait to see you keep on out this year. I really can't. So, yeah, thank, thank you so much for having me on. It was, it was fun.